Hey y'all, welcome back to Trap Therapy. Hello Trappers, it's, it's been a minute, you know the holidays, the holidays got us caught up, but we back now. We're, we're, back. we're back, the holiday spirit is upon us, I hope you guys all had a very good, you know I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but I hope you guys had a very good fat day, right. and um, <laughs> ate with y'all people day um i did it was a glorious time in the lord how was your holiday how have you been Jess? it was good you know i had a, like a good almost basically like a week off from work mm-hmm. so that was really good so i was able to recharge i went home to greenville to see my parents spent time with them um but you know as an adult after baby after about day four you'd be like okay i'm ready to go back to my own house with my own things Absolutely. because no lie Love you guys so much, but have to go. Thank you. Yeah. How was your holiday? My holiday was good. Um, I got to spend it with um, my friends um, and then I'll travel and well, not far. I'm still in Texas, but I had it with family. So that was good. It's my first um, holiday. Not holiday. My first major holiday, Thanksgiving. Okay. Here. So it was good. And I didn't have to cook this year. I didn't have to make nothing. So Ooh, that, was like that was nice. A plus. And I yeah, I, I totally agree because I think my first year I went home for like five days and I was like, ooh, never again can I be home for this long, like with nothing to do. I was like going stir crazy. So yeah. it just becomes too much. And then like sometimes your parents start nagging you about things. I'm it's like, baby, I'm grown. I'm grown. Sure. Stop nagging me. Maybe like I just don't want to talk to nobody, but I'm stuck in somebody else's house. So I don't really have a choice. And <laughs> Do not have a choice. No, none of that stuff. So I did not miss that. But you know, it was a it was a good holiday. Um, good. How, how have you been though? How's 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 life treating you? Um, I've been doing good. You know, I have just been living life more abundantly, <laughs> thriving. Mm-hmm. You know, like Kelly says off of uh, Insecure. I hope y'all watch mm-hmm. Insecure. But yeah, life has honestly been going very good. Mm-hmm. Um, no drama, no chaos, no. No, any it's very smooth. Honestly, I'm honestly a little bit shocked at like how smooth life is going. Oh, I, oh, don't don't do that. This this is how it should be. This is how, this, exactly this should be the norm. It really should be. How's life going for you? Life is going well right now. I, I think I'm in a. I got. I feel like I have a good groove. Like things are flowing. Life is good. I have a. You know, I'm just buying plants like I don't have nothing else to do and but that's been very therapeutic and I'm just you know trying to keep the good the good mojo going so I'm just I'm like okay things are going well right now what do I need to keep doing to keep things going well so that's kind of where I am gotcha right now so yes I can't complain about anything at all gotcha well let's tell our friends what we're gonna be talking about today on track therapy so um, from my end, I am going to be going over um, a self-care inventory, and it's going to break down, um, I believe it's five different areas of self-care, um, about what that looks like and how to check in with yourself to kind of to make sure that you are, you know, hitting major um, components of your life or kind of functioning as best as you can in various domains of your life. And that's what I'm going to be bringing. What are you going to be talking about today? Nice. Um, baby, this week I'm going to be talking about relationship PTSD. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's 
cool. Well, you coming um, in hot today. You didn't even. So, damn. Okay, we gotta go full steam ahead. We yeah. we talked to these niggas in like three weeks, so you know we gotta get to it. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm gonna be talking about how you can identify whether you are suffering from relationship PTSD. Or if your partner is suffering from relationship PTSD, either way, it's going to be informational for sure. Wonderful. I'm, 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 I'm excited and terrified to hear about it all at the same time. All, <laughs> all right, so let's get it to it. Okay. <laughs> Might, let's just go, jump right into the pool, I guess. Go into the pool. You want to start with your self-care? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Self-care is very important. And I, I've realized um, from doing work that self-care is a very broad term. I like mm-hmm. to say broad, like I like to you know emphasize. But yeah. it's a very broad topic. Um, and I think that what I wanted to do today was to kind of help down to right now um, what a self-care inventory looks like. And to kind of help people kind of establish where their baseline is, like where their norm is and kind of where they are you know, for this week or in the last two weeks or in the last month to kind of figure out, you know, what's a good balance and just most importantly to for you to realize, hey, I'm not I'm not functioning as well as I should be. Right. So the first domain um, as part of this inventory is your physical self-care. Mm-hmm. So some of the things identify um, with your physical self-care, are you eating regularly? Are you, you know, having breakfast, having lunch, having dinner? Are you having balanced meals are you you know are you because I, I know that with a lot of self-care some people will I haven't eaten all day or I haven't done this all mm-hmm. day. I, you just you know it's not it's not being purposeful and I think that you know it helps that one or two days might come up where you just don't realize it but then before you know it, a lot of these things can turn into like a persistent pattern right develop a new negative pattern that you have have not realized and so with the self-care inventory um there's five different um Rate, rate ratings so there's frequent frequently occasionally rarely never um and it never occurs to me so the first one we just i want everybody to check in and you know and i would say like what i've instructed my clients to do is either um for the past week the past two weeks or the past month to right. themselves to see okay eating regularly and then i think what's always important is what's your baseline so some people's baseline is you know three meals but later in the day or you know finding out what works for you because not everybody's gonna be the same Right, eat healthy foods. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that you're not eating, but is you eating bullshit all day? Is you just are you snacking all day? And I feel like that's a, one thing that people are eating like heavy meals like all day long, and then they're like, "I'm feeling sluggish." I'm like, "Well, you know, if you eat, baby, you just had a rack of ribs at yeah, eleven o'clock. If you had a rack of ribs before the before the birds were chirping, baby, that that might be my you, that might not be your best start to the day. That may not get you where you need to go. Right." Along with that, um, exercising consistently. So, you know, I know we all struggle and I know New Year, New Me people, they about to, they about to, they time. Oh, they about to tear it up. I hate the New Year, New Me people as somebody that works out. I hear from the New Year, New Me people. But hey, we all got to start somewhere. So just making sure that you're taking time, whether that's going for a walk, just, you know, I would do, even if I, I would take walks during the day at work. Be like, I just need to go for just, just a walk. Just, you know, get out, get moving. So that's always regular check-in. Um. Some other things like, are you getting medical care for prevention? Are you getting medical care when necessary? That's all a part of your physical health to make sure that you're taking time out to be like, if you say stuff like, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been to the doctor, might need to go. That's a problem. I need to go check up because I, I think a lot of people are like, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been here. I'm, I'm going to need y'all to go and 
take care of yourselves. Um, mm-hmm. Taking time off when you're sick. Oh, that's the one, baby. Taking time off when you're sick. Baby, they give you sick time to use sick time. Okay. And even if I feel like I probably couldn't make it, I'd be like, F that. I got sick time. I'm going to use it because these jobs will replace you in a heartbeat, baby. So what I need y'all to do, if you have sick time, use your sick time. That's what it's not. I think we, you know, speaking of insecure, we, we trying to be everybody, every woman, every man. We trying to take care of everything. We trying to push through. Fuck all that. Take the time out for yourself because that's very, very important. Right. Another one is taking time to be sexual. Ooh. (laughs) Let's get into it. Let's get into taking time to be sexual. Um, Part of that, I find, is really making time to actually have one-on-one time with your partner. So Mm -hmm. some people get freaked out and feel like you have to plan out sex. I'm not telling people you got to plan sex and say, hey, tomorrow... Some people like dick appointments, but you know that's 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 a whole other conversation. That's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. But <laughs> it's, it's just making that purposeful time to be connected with your partner, where you don't have all these other stressors. And I feel like what I find is that this is very um different for men and women. Um, like if you have a bunch of stressors and you're some people like sex, they can't even get engaged in sex if they have a bunch of stuff going on in their mind. They yeah. worry about work and all this other stuff. Sex is just the last thing. Oh, they mind. Yes, yeah, so that some people want to do, and then you know, some people when you you're not feeling sex, you're not attracted to me no more. It turns into a whole, a whole different thing. But I think part of that is just taking time out to be purposeful and having that one-on-one time, so that the possibility of sex might occur. It's not to say that it's gonna happen, but I think just having that, um, that time to be intimate and with intimate doesn't mean necessarily having sex, but having that one-on-one connection. But just always prioritizing that. I'm going to take the time to be fully engaged in you because if not, if I'm carrying around all my work responsibilities all day, we, we probably ain't going to be having sex. Correct. So then a few more of the things like well, physical self-care to wrap that section up is just making time away from your phone, of being mm-hmm. purposeful and cutting stuff off, getting enough sleep. I think that Ooh, yes. the biggest thing that I see people struggle with is like, I can operate all four hours and I'm good to go. And then I'm at like, job six seven eight all night and i just oh uh, you're not the um i can sleep when i'm dead type of nigga yeah, no absolutely not. I, but I, I think we've all been there uh you gotta grind until you almost till you kill yourself damn near almost till you till your body shuts down and it's like why put your body through that stress because i have known people that have put that so much stress on themselves that when their body shuts down it takes them out for a while it's not like a I'm, I sleep for one good day. It might be like, oh, something happens and I'm out for out of commission for a month. So it's kind of like... All you can get time. physically sick. Yeah, like Physical, your, yeah. your body... I'm not, I tell people all the time, like, if you don't slow down, your body is going to force you to slow down. Mm-hmm. Better for you yeah. on your own before your body says, hey, bitch, how about this? I'm going to do it <laughs> for you and you won't be able to do nothing for two months. How about, right. How, how about, about that? How about that? So next, um, we are going to move into psychological self-care okay are you making time for self-reflection are you whether that could be journaling even doing in therapy are you making time to just really look at where you are and kind of identifying um psychologically is this where i need to be am i am i the best version of myself right and I think a lot of people don't, or they, I think people, even with doing an activity like this, can think like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And, but I haven't taken no time mentally to check in with myself to realize, like, damn, I'm really not functioning in the best way that I could be. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think it's hard, a hard concept because some people feel like checking in with themselves is just like, oh, I kind of feel good in the moment. But mm-hmm. checking in with yourself is like a very intentional act mm-hmm. where you really need to sit with yourself for maybe about 10 to 15 minutes to be like, mm, you know what? I really have not been eating like I'm supposed to. I'm only getting three hours of sleep. I'm just always feel stressed. I always feel tired. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not just a one and done type of thing. You have to do that regularly. And I would say, like, if you don't have time to sit down and do a self self care inventory, that should tell you something right there. If you really feel like to take the time out of your day to to do something for three three to five minutes, maybe might how long this might take. Then I'm like, oh, that's a clear example of you are probably not doing anything to check in on yourself um, as far as your psychological self care. Right. And that can be just, and that's um, I also think that's a big part of coping with stress in your personal and work life. Um, I think that's a huge thing that people run into. And I, I think that's very much a, I don't have time to deal with what's stressing me out. I, I got to keep myself busy. Got to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Stay busy. Avoidance. Very okay. much. And I think for, I got for a specific amount of time that may be okay to help you function, but you need to address it at some point. You need to get yeah. to a place where you're not, Oh, it's been three weeks and I haven't processed this. It's been two months and I haven't processed. And it's it's something something very small, very trivial. Trivial is gonna connect or mm-hmm. trigger you, and baby, it's the floodgates is gonna be open. It's gonna catch up to you sooner. It's right gonna and it's gonna shut you down. The floodgates are gonna open, and it's gonna be a huge impact. So I think just checking in mentally to make sure that you're you know practicing like looking at your thoughts your judgments your beliefs attitudes and feelings and making sure like yeah that's on point with who i am and i'm still there um uh psychologically um the next one is emotional self-care um and that is that's uh self-love giving yourself um self-affirmations and praise like taking the time out to really say hey hey you doing a good damn job. You bitch, you're doing a good job. You know, praising yourself, loving on yourself, like taking the time to really look at yourself and say, "Hey, good job." And I think I don't realize the power in just the time I say, "Hey, I see what you're doing, and I appreciate you," because a lot of people don't hear that at all. They don't. Hear oh no, no, no. They don't hear it from anybody. And just to say mm-hmm. something like, "Hey, I've noticed that." You 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 took this information and you did something about it. I see you. I appreciate that. Can mean the world of difference. And I think even if you sit and tell that to yourself, is is a huge concept that I think a lot of people are missing. It can definitely make a difference in your life. Affirming yourself is just as important as affirming others. Absolutely. So because and I and I think because you know at some points you may be the only person that you may not get this external validation from everybody to see what you're doing. Right. Everything that you do in trying to improve or better yourself is not always going to necessarily be seen by uh, people from the outside. And there may Mm-mm. be situations where people from the outside may not see the progress that you make in yourself. And it's up to you to be able to say, like, no, I, I know, like, had this been me last Tuesday, I might have went crazy, but I didn't. I might have said some stuff, but then some stuff I might have done. And I mm-hmm. think that a lot of times if you're looking for somebody else to tell you that, that may not always happen. Yeah. Praise yourself for the little things. Like, even it's just like, you know what? I went to the gym today and I didn't complain once. Like, you know, like, uh-huh. it's just the small things. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I think every small victory counts because that's that's kind of, 
that encourages you to keep moving forward. If you don't celebrate the small things, if you're looking for these big, drastic overnight changes, that usually doesn't happen. But it, it, it's important to just sit back and remind yourself, like, you know what, if this is a different time or a different space um, in, a, in a similar situation, like, oh, I've been in that situation before and I haven't handled it. So I think um, taking that time out emotionally to be like, hey, I'm, I'm seeing things. And I think and just engaging in comfort activities and like with people, relationships and making time to have those emotional connections um, that I think a lot of times so often that we can kind of neglect when we're just, we are just in grind mode and all that stuff becomes secondary. Mm -hmm. Cause you're so just focused on hyper-focused on the future that you're not even seeing how far you came from the actual mm -hmm. past and both are super important. Absolutely. Um, so the fourth area of uh, self-care as far as this um, self-care inventory is spiritual self-care. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Um, so that is, you know, when we say spiritual, that don't mean you don't have to go to church, not, you know, there's mm -mm. a between, um, spirituality and religion. Um, but, um, checking like spiritual self-care can be just taking time for reflection, um, spending time with nature, um, doing anything and getting, um, finding something that's inspiring to you, like checking in with your inspirations, like, um, you know, letting, you know, allowing that space to be inspired. Um, I think that right. people like are getting, when you get in grind mode, like, you're probably not getting inspired by too much stuff or there you're not really appreciating the beauty in things because everything is just so cut and dry, black and white, you know, I'm just grinding out or taking the time out um, and have that spiritual time um, and to be aware of the non-material aspects of life. Right. I think is a huge thing of something that, you know, like for me and like fucking plant, never thought I would be a plant person. Never you're a plant dad. I'm very plant poppy, okay? I'm very much, <laughs> like, that's very much my journey. Um, but it's just taking time out to just be like, oh, I'm just going to sit, chill, and just listen to music and just let, just, like, just let, like, just be open to, like, having positive energy just being in the room. And mm -hmm. it's not, you know, allowing anything else to come into that. And honestly, yeah. you know, just with um trying to be creative and trying to express those outlets that is usually the best time that i have my best ideas like uh, or when i'm like oh think like oh i didn't think about putting this with that or trying this or exploring that because i'm not really giving my space myself space to kind of have that open dialogue where my spiritual self-care is as high as it could be in some other instances yeah, for sure. Like spiritual spirituality is not synonymous with religion. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's just like the idea of a higher, higher power, whether that might mm -hmm. be like art or music or nature mm -hmm. or rocks and gyms and chat. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, but yeah, you know, the gadgets and gadgets, you know, that y'all girls like to get all that, you know, the, the bowling, all that shit. you know, you know, you know, char charge, song, charging your rocks, charge the rocks. Look at you know, read your horoscope, see what what where what retrograde we in. Look at okay, the turn, turn on pattern, turn on pattern and see Ooh, what that's about. Pattern is the devil, but we oh baby, that's a whole nother chance here. <laughs> if you if, if you want to get the pattern, that's the you, you I had to get that shit off my phone. I, I said mean, it's I mean, too early. That was attacking my spiritual self-care. I didn't need to type of negativity in my life. But yes, whatever your spiritual connection is that you need to make, explore that. And then the last one that I have is workplace and professional self-care. Now let's get into that one. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's let's everybody loosen your britches so we can get up in here like and get and get the feeling. So are you allowing yourself breaks during the workday? Mm, mm hmm 
Are you to mm-hmm. act the breaks that you have? Are you are you working through your breaks? Are you working through your lunch? One thing about me, I'm not. Listen, I'm taking this lunch. And the one thing that I find so many people do is I always ask them this. I was like, okay, well, let me ask you hypothetically. You work through your lunch. You work through this. You work when you get home. Do you ever really get caught up, or is there anything that you ever like feel like you've done everything completed okay usually i would say like 99 out of 100 they always say no so i'm always like so why why are you killing yourself doing something that you're probably never going to catch up on anyway right what what purpose is it serving maybe once i unlock that journey i mean i'll i've always said like i'm gonna do the best that i can but i'm not gonna kill myself because oh no you know because i feel like for especially even with what i do and what especially when i've what i've done previously I was like, oh, I can sit and update stuff for 48 hours if, you know, let me turn this off. Like, I know. mean, baby, do you have a hotline bling over there? I got two, listen. Baby. See, that was part of, see, I was supposed to have that closed. Any, anywho, see, work life, <laughs> bam, let me close them emails. Out. But that's a, that's a very big thing. Um, are you providing yourself um, self or quiet time to complete tasks? Are you trying to complete work in chaos? Is, right. Is, is that happening? Are you participating in projects or tasks that are exciting and rewarding to you personally? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people I find function and I'm at this job and I hate it, but it's, it's paying me. But I'm like, but you're miserable every day. And I, I, I very much understand the, the concept of financial security. I'm, I'm very aware of that. Um, but I can say, at least speaking for myself, ultimately, I can't I can't function at no job that I hate, no matter how much money it is. No, no matter how much money. And and, and, I, and my other thing is that they pay you for your time while you're at the job. So if mm-hmm. your job only requires you for nine to five, baby, they're only paying you for nine to five. So you taking right. it home after five, you're not even you're not even being compensated for that. So And you know what's usually happening? You taking it home and you miserable, you making everybody else at home miserable. And I want you to leave that leave that work at work, please. Leave that at the work. And so I think that the biggest thing to do is setting limits. So part of that with workplace self-care is setting limits and boundaries with your clients and your colleagues. So letting Mm -hmm. them like I love to see it in person in action. It I think for some people it can be very uncomfortable to be like, oh no, like I clocked out at six, I'm off the clock, whatever you whatever it is that you about to rap about baby i'll see you in the morning i'll see you in the morning at, baby at nine o'clock um and i think that what i find like with workplace and professional self-care the sooner you set boundaries and limits the more the easier it is for people to respect oh, if, you absolutely. People, if you tell people out the gate although they may not love it it may feel you know icky to some people but it's like oh but they're gonna respect it so you let them out the gate like oh no like i'm i'm done for the day yeah and, that's it. and ultimately they can't they can't expect anything beyond that um, of you and so I encourage everybody to make sure that you set those hard limits at the gate so then at any time after that it's always just a reminder of like oh no 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 I'm, you know we talked about this earlier you know per my last email okay blah 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 blah, blah I'm not doing this um, that's you know outside of whatever but I think you have to because pe- you know people in higher positions will only add stuff to your caseload because if you just show that you can get it done and you're not going to set limits um, what I, I, I read a quote that said basically the only people who set who 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 um, are upset when you don't set boundaries are the people who benefited from when you didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, that's T. So take that with y'all. Um, so then a part of that, you know, lastly with um, workplace and professional self care can just be 
your workspace, um, you know, getting regular supervision, um, participating in like peer superior groups, um, negotiating your needs, benefits, raises, bonuses, all that other stuff, advocating for yourself in the workplace, because at the end of the day, it's a business and any kind of, I, whether you work with your friends, your friends, your supervisor, you cool with the people you work with at the end of the day, baby, you're replaceable. business is business. And mm -hmm. you should never feel like um, a business conversation um, is going to impact any personal relationships. Even if it does, that's not your cross the bear. That mm -mm. you need that very realistic um, or concrete um, business um, things and business expectations so that you don't get into that. And so I think all that together is so what I really would encourage people to do um, is find the self-care inventory, you know, look at it, score it and kind of see where they are, figure out their baseline and maybe do like a monthly check in and say, hey, last month I was I was at a three and I was like, that was cool. I'm at about a two this month. Like, what is happening? What do I need to do? Is that maybe an area that I need to pay attention to? Because I think with looking at these five different areas of self-care, you may be busting out four of them, but maybe workplace professional self-care is, is kind of lacking. And then the next month you work on that, but in doing that, you kind of neglected maybe your emotional self-care. So just kind of finding what balance works for you, um, just to make sure that th I think this is a good tool to help people um, have keep themselves accountable if they don't mm -hmm. have like a therapist or somebody who knows where they are that this is a tool that i use to help people keep themselves accountable even post therapy even once we're done with treatment yes amazing take so now y'all bitches can take care of yourselves in a very healthy way so that you don't drive yourself crazy please 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 and thank you okay because we already told y'all when you drive yourself crazy you drive other people crazy around you too absolutely and it's very it's just it is too much. Thinks into everything. So, I mean, girl, I'm just, I'm trying to get, let me, let me get myself ready for this shit. I just, now I get yourself ready. I'm just you ready. about to get into it, yeah. I'm ready to just be like, <laughs> like, I feel like she didn't have to be on this podcast and tell everybody my business, but I, I guess. Uh-uh. Okay. So let's talk about relationship PTSD. Let's, let's go there. Let's, Girlies, let's, guys. Let's talk about Um. So relationship PTSD, I think this this like term has been coined like probably like over the past five, six years from what from what I know. I don't relationship PTSD. I don't think really had a name for it like a decade ago. A fairly new term. But when we talk about that, we are talking about the emotional pain that you have from a prior like a prior relationship that enters into your new relationship and then provokes like panic and anxiety and other feelings of anguish, right? That's relationship, relationship PTSD. So of course, when you're getting into a new relationship, it's exciting, it's fun. But if you have relationship PTSD, a prior relationship probably fucked you up a little bit in the head, maybe, <laughs> right? And um, you have very much unconscious like fears about fully trusting this new person that you're with. Mm. Okay. And it's say it, it's real sad because the current person that you're with it may be completely different from your toxic ass ex, right? Nothing in common. Nothing in common. But the interaction. Like, in, well, any interaction that you have with them that remotely resembles an experience that you have with that toxic ass ex, it causes like panic and it ignites insecurities and it makes you pissed and upset. Like you have just all of these 
I don't want to say negative feelings, but all of these feelings that are associated with a very bad time in your life, right? Absolutely. Okay, so when we talk about relationship PTSD, it all comes down to awareness, right? And Mm -hmm. the awareness that the past that you had with whoever it might be might have left some type of emotional injuries on yourself that is like impacting your present. Even if you're even if you're not with a partner, right? Let's say you're single at the time. You can still have relationship PTSD, right? But when that panic sets in of like, you know what? This <laughs> you know, they they did they did one on me. They did a big one, you know? They they really took it there. It it stems from allowing the person that you were with like the opportunity to basically like elicit some type of anxiety on you. Right. And then if you get into a new relationship, you take that same baggage, like we talked about, I think in a prior episode, like emotional baggage, and you put that onto a new person. Right. Mm-hmm. So say, for example, you say, um, it's hard for me to admit like when I'm wrong. Um, and I worry if I make a mistake that you're going to get super mad at me. You're going to leave me. Um, so when I do shit wrong, I just freak out and I deny it and I lie about it. Right. Okay. That's the symptom of relationship PTSD because Mm -hmm. based off your past relationship, when you did do something wrong, whether it was a mistake or not, your partner that you were with might not have been the most supportive or the most empathetic. And they like really went off on your ass. Right. Yeah. So we have to identify the actual anxiety that's rooted in the relationship PTSD. So this not only helps you as a person who's trying to become more healthy and functional, at least I hope that we all are, but it was also going to help the person that you might be with in the future um, so that they can actually empathize with you, right? Because if the person that you, you're with doesn't know, they don't know, and then they cannot help you. And then they're mm-hmm. looking at you like, God damn, this is kind of crazy. You know, mm-hmm. like, what the what is going on here? The fuck? What the fuck is going on here, right? And with your, if your partner can empathize with you, like let's just say, they know you had a crazy ex that 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 kind of that screwed you over, that did you bad. They could just be like, they can empathize, be like, hey, I know your ex really did some shit with you, um, and I know you're worried that we might go through the same thing, but like I promise you, I got you, I love you, I'm here to support you. I mean. I don't know who go. That's a that, you know what I was about to say. That's a unicorn. But no, it's, it's a- I do feel like there are people out there who have at least their own self awareness to say, "Hey, clearly, yes. you've been through, through some shit." I know that. It, I mean, it takes some self awareness of the other individual to say, "Hey, I know this has been your experience, but don't generalize me with." Yes, don't put me yes. in the same box. Don't put yeah. me in the same box. Although, and it, I, I know it, it takes time. Now, I think that there are some people who are able to say that it's, it's I want that's not I wouldn't say it's like extremely common but I think but I think also that's just part of in the dating process dating of, yeah for sure I, I want to say like for me I feel like a lot of relationship PTSD that's kind of where you kind of find it out during the dating process of mm-hmm. like oh damn because I you know I know like we talk about red flags but I also think that we can kind of like oh no he did this this means he's gonna be just like so and so and I'm not dealing with that shit anymore and you just kind of oh is it you know is that really is it really something that this person did or are we just reading more into it are we projecting yeah I think that a a tricky balance to find um of, of figuring out like 
to, to there is a, a, a common thing between recognizing patterns and but also not generalizing everybody to the the past negative behaviors of one person. So it is correct. It's a dance, though. It's it's we, a dance. It's a dance that we try to learn step to, baby. It's it's a dance. Right, but on a little insight honestly goes a very long way, mm-hmm. right? And when as it comes to understanding each other and even understanding yourself. But on the flip side, if a person like lacks the actual ability to understand and like isn't able to recognize or verbalize like the panic and the anxiety that they have, the risk of them becoming defensive mm. is way greater. You get what I'm saying? They don't know. Oh, 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 they're gonna get defensive. Oh, they're gonna get defensive. And we all know like people who are defensive, like they they go and deflect, yeah. you know, they deny, they don't take accountability and causing frustration or disappointment. And then that just intensifies the person they're in a relationship with, like that intensifies their irritation. And then right. it just then it then it goes to conflict. You know what I'm saying? Right. So who it's just so many steps, baby. Okay, this is stepping I, ladder. Yeah, I, I think it is, it's just, I, I want to say, I didn't really truly know what emotional or like to the relationship PTSD. Mm-hmm. So like, I, Bag Lady by Erica mm. Badu. I used to sing the hell out there. I love that song. I didn't really know what that song was about until I was in like high school, college. Like I really didn't, I thought it was an actual Bag Lady. But yeah, I, I think that was the first time that I really heard something about like, oh, you you're carrying all this baggage into these new relationships, and finally get with somebody. And they like, girl, I'm not dealing with that shit because I ain't got nothing to do with me. That you know, what right? I mean? of, of her recognizing like, one day if all this stuff that you're carrying around is you bring it to your relationship and you 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 uh what 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 is it, what is it they say? I'm getting old now, you know. What? It's like hurt people, hurt people, but it's it's almost like you um. Punishing for some, punishing somebody for something that they so for somebody have. else's behaviors. Yeah, like is is that kind of that's kind of like you're punishing the people who are still around for the past mistakes of other people. And I I know, I know, baby, we out here in the struggle. We all learning and we trying to figure it out. But I do think it's a it's a very huge thing. And I don't think uh, I want to say in the interim. You know, I think you may get to a point and feel like, oh yeah, I'm, I processed that. I'm past that. Then when you get in the dating process, you start. Baby, you are not past. You be like, <laughs> you start to become almost hyper vigilant to preventing certain things, and it's like, oh, like you really may not have processed some things yet. But yeah, I also think, for sure. I also think a good thing is to be able to at least say, hey, maybe I jumped the gun yesterday, but let me tell you why. It has nothing to do with you. This is kind of has been my experience, and this is maybe why I react. So at least like. You give the other, you at least acknowledge that, hey, this really had nothing to do with you. But in the moment, it didn't seem that way to me. I wasn't able to, to understand that in that moment, it had nothing to do with you at all. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So when we talk about how um, you not being able to identify the, identify the relationship PTSD and how it can escalate to conflict, we all know that like when conflict is not resolved in a very, um, productive manner it's going to cause distrust and it's going to cause strain and distance in a relationship it don't matter how you cut the damn cake okay mm-hmm. usually a disagreement if it's between two healthy people who can communicate very well not even it doesn't even have to be very well like just know how to communicate to each other um you know 
we're all therapists and I'm me and you are therapists, but you know, <laughs> I met, I read this amazing article one time and it's by, it's by this man called John Gottman. He's like the father of like marriage counseling. Right. He always said, it's not about, it's not about the fighting, right? It's literally about how you fight, mm. you know? So it's okay to get in disagreements, but how are you guys actually disagreeing? And he also said, if you guys fight the same way, then you're way more likely to be able to get over the conflict, right? So disagreements are not always a bad thing, but in circumstances like this, if disagreements are not resolved in a healthy manner, um, no matter if they're big or small, um, and people can't understand each other's perspective, it's, it's, it's not going to end well, right? So also it's important this is this is listen okay this is the one this is oh, i want everybody to open their ears oh i'm scared go ahead girl get into it okay <clears throat> using your past trauma in a relationship or whatever the hell it might be it does not give you it, it does not give you the license to excuse your behavior or also like emotional abuse abuse that you might present in a new relationship. Like that's just not acceptable. You get what I'm saying? I'm like gonna, you can't say I'm gonna walk away from um, the microphone for a second. I'm gonna have to take a cigarette break. Like <laughs> you can't say, Oh yeah, I followed you in your car for two miles because and you didn't know, but that's because my boyfriend he used to cheat on me all the time and I just don't trust anybody. Baby, unacceptable. Un Unacceptable. No. Hold you on. cannot do that. Wait a minute. 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 You know what? And you know, I think the thing is <laughs> sorry. What I have learned, Ooh. I have been crazy in the past. I have yes. I have done some crazy things, but the one thing I say, like, I knew I was being crazy when I did it. So I oh, had absolutely every, I had every opportunity to stop. <laughs> I would say, You Riley, she being crazy, and it'd be like, so <laughs> now you going overboard. That, like, you know, I think some of us do get to a point where we go off totally off the deep end and then be like, damn, I ain't have to do all that. Mm -hmm. But some of us do have the awareness in the moment to be like, this is not this is a lot. This is not a normal thing. This is out of this is disproportionate to what I feel like I experienced. And that is as hard as it is, I think that's kind of be like, yeah, it's, it's it, it never really gives you the satisfaction that you that you want that it, it, it never, never does it, it doesn't but i think i think some people in the moment like when you challenge them and say now you knew it was crazy to shit. like yeah something in me at one point said hey bitch you probably going over the deep end you going right it's when you when that first happens that is the time to step back not after you don't win and slash oh boy now you just slash three tires now you can't be remorseful now i want to hear that it's, it's too late you, you just slash three tires and not four because if you yeah. do not fold insurance gonna cover it oh i'm just messing. that's it Mess. that's what i'm saying i have come a long way because your girl used Ooh. to be crazy a little bit you know i listen relationship ptsd really did a number on me mm -hmm. but that didn't give me a justification to be controlling or dominating 
like because of my past relationship that's not healthy it doesn't give you the license to say because of what i've experienced this is the shit you got to deal with and it's like baby and and they don't have to put up with it so you know So when we talk about relationship PTSD, there's some parts that are just always going to be there. And if you have these, then you might, you might need to check with yourself. You might, you might need to do a self-care check-in and you might be like, "Mm, I might have some of this baby. So the first one is a victim stance, right? (laughs) This is when a partner is caught like red handed. Like I have receipts. Okay. As opposed to a person who like readily admits their fault. You know, it's just kind of like a partner who is not playing the victim may say, like, I'm really sorry. I asked so many questions about where you are, but, you know, I'm worried and I feel like we need to address the issues. I'm, I'm going to talk to somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. But somebody who has a victim stance, baby. I mean, they're going to do like we said before, like, oh, well, I ask all these damn questions because I just think you cheating on me because my last boyfriend cheating on me. And that's just, I just feel like you're going to cheat on me too. And it's like, girl, what? He literally just went to the store and came right back. Like, calm down. Calm down. Okay. Please please and thank you. Please. Please and thank you. Another one is um, a distinction of whether anxiety and insecurity, if it stems from past trauma, or if it's actually like legitimate warning signs from the person's subconscious, right? <laughs> so that means that like discernment about for yourself and even for the person that you're in a relationship with, it's going to be, I think we just, you just talked about this, like discerning a new partner's emotional health is kind of tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we have to be open to getting to know somebody. Like that's really important, but it may also prevent a person from considering the red flags that we talked about. You know what I'm saying? So, so I think with that, that's, I think that that's, that's the point of where you, you give somebody the opportunity where you kind of educate them. And then if mm-hmm. they repeatedly do something, then you kind of say, oh, it's not because I didn't give you the opportunity. It's not that you weren't informed. I did everything on my end. So then, you know, that makes a difference versus coming into a situation and be like, well, you should know this already. Or, and they, or, or I think a lot of times in that situation, Oh, well, he didn't do this for me, or he doesn't do this. And I'm like, well, have you talked to him about it? Well, no, he should just know. Like, well, we can't really hold people accountable for things that they don't know. So I just need you to be very verbal and express what you need. And then once they identify that they can meet that need and then they choose to not meet you where you are, then you can say you've done everything on your end. So you're not jumping to conclusions or the next step, I would say. Exactly. And there's three important signs. I think we just kind of, we talked about it a little bit, but there's three important signs to clarify whether your partner may be problematic as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. So the first one is if they lack the ability to take responsibility for themselves in the relationship, right? right? So like they always put the blame on you. They're taking the victim role. Nothing is because of them. It's always because of your actions, what you did, what you see, how you look, like all this other type of shit, right? Foolishness. This, uh, foolishness, right? Mm-hmm. The second one is if your partner, like like I said, takes a victim stance, which means they excuse their mistakes and then they grant themselves the permission to continue the negative behavior mm-hmm. due to the belief that someone in the past. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, I could do this because, you know, my, my last partner walked me like a dog. So I have to, I have to be this way. And it's mm-hmm. like, no. No, actually, you do not. You not, know? With me. not with me, don't. Not with me, maybe with somebody else, baby, but you ain't doing mm-hmm. that over here. Absolutely not. And the third one is conflict is rarely resolved in a productive manner because 
your partner cannot entertain a perspective that's different from their own, right? So if they're only stuck in their ways and they can't be empathetic to your own feelings, that's when it's just like, you know what? How about I'm gonna let you go your own way and you go heal, okay? You you go work on yourself. I think the biggest thing like that, you can kind of discern that from, okay, when you guys, like our our arguments or disagreements typically ended, like y'all just exhaust one another. You don't really come to a conclusion. You just get tired of arguing, like we just won't talk about it no more. Um, right. So a lot of times what I do, specifically with couples, is very much like, okay, so moving forward, what do we need to do now so that we don't repeat this? How What is the compromise going to be? And is the compromise something that both of us are okay with, but neither one of us are getting totally what we want? It's not... Right. One person totally gets what they want, the other person's just pissed off. Like, it, it's not that. And I think that's kind of how you can find, like, um, because I, I think, I mean, arguments with, between friends, between partners, between all that is, is normal. You guys are going to have disagreements. It's just yeah. kind of what you do with it. If it's just, you know, because I, I want to say after five, 10 minutes, you've said your point, I've said my point. We both, for, at after that, we're going in a circle. Hopefully, we both know what <laughs> the perspective is, but it's kind of like, now that we know that, though, what are we going to do with it? What What's the next? Step? How are we resolving this? And I yeah. think that's a whole lot of, well, that's a whole nother story. But I think that's the problem with disagreements and conflict is that you talk about the conflict so much, but where is the resolution, baby? Mm -hmm. Because there's a whole nother separate part of it. Like, In the words of Aaliyah, we need a resolution. Like, we, and we, we do. We need a resolution. We need the math to math. We need the solution. We need something like, okay, what we doing? What's next? What, what's next? Come on. So that is relationship PTSD. Don't don't be taking that shit to, 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 to that person's house. Leave it where it's at. And if you're not ready to leave it where it's at, then maybe you need to you need to sit with it for a minute so that you can you can get rid of it yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, don't take that to that, don't take that to that man or that woman house. Don't don't take it to their house. Do not junk up their house with they, your they, shit. Mm -mm. No. Kill yourselves. Please, please, please. So with that, I'm gonna get into my trap song of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my trap, listen, baby, when this song came out, I was working through some things. I was working through some things, and I was like, this song speaks to me on a spiritual level. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, so this song is Be Careful by Cardi B. Um, so let's just get into it. I mean, <laughs> I can really, really wrap this with my eyes closed, but I'm not going to do that to y'all. So, be careful says, I want to get married, like the Curry, Steph and Aisha shit. Now, if y'all know who the Currys are, you on the wrong show. It's not my problem. It's this not my problem. Podcast, right. <laughs> I want to get married, like the Curry, Steph, Steph and Aisha shit, but way more, like Belly, Tommy and Keisha shit. Gave you TLC, you want to creep and shit. Mm. Poured out my whole heart to a piece of shit. Man, I thought you would have learned your lesson. So that means he done, he done done it more than one time. How I thought you would learn your lesson about liking pictures, not returning texts. I guess it's fine, man. I get the message. You still stutter after certain questions. You keep in contact with certain exes. Mm -hmm. Do you though? Trusty nigga, it's cool mm -hmm. though. Said you was out working, but you out here chasing culos and putas, living pill side, living two lives. I could have mm -hmm. did what you did to me, you a few times. Oh. But if I did decide to slide, find the nigga. Fuck him, suck his dick. <laughs> you would have been picked. But that's not my MO. I'm not that type of bitch. And yeah. karma for you is going to be who you end up with. You make me sick, nigga. 
You rap this song like you wrote it though. No lie. Like you... I mean, honestly, <laughs> when that verse came out, I had to I had to pause it and just let it marinate in your soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I mean, honestly, oh, this is like classic. If she didn't work on this, like what she feels all right now, like in this verse, like she would be taking all that baggage into a new fucking relationship and they would be dealing with the residuals from this nigga who basically walked to like it all. You know? Absolutely. Like, And that's not cute. Mm-hmm. At all. And unfortunately, she stayed with a nigga who walked on like it all. So she, but she had to get it out of her system. She had to get, she it. Had to get it out of her and, system. And that, that, that's, that's her path. That's her path. And that's her journey. And her take. journey. And, and I wish them the best of luck. Everybody best of luck to them. Their journey and we just, we just let them we just let them go on their path and their journey. We just let, let them, them be. Let them be. You know, it's just kind of like you did one thing, but if I would have done it, I would have been wrong. You know, we've, we've been through this before. This isn't the first time that you've done this. You keep on disrespecting me. You don't take accountability for yourself. You know, it's just kind of like and if you feel this way, you need to leave them and and do you. I mean, that's a whole other conversation because I, I do know, like, even in my personal relationships, like, or my friendships, like, all right, well, you, we ain't about to be arguing. We ain't about to, you know, all this stuff. Y'all don't talk about it. If you get back with them next Tuesday, hey, I ain't going to say, but don't be coming here crying again because I'm be like, well, I mean, that's on that, you. That's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. You know, that's another chat, baby. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, if you like being Walt, that's fine. But don't come to me saying that he walking you like it all, because clearly you you gave this nigga the collar and also the leash. So you like, I mean, I was like, you you like the walk apparently, and if you like the walk, you know, we'll, we'll run, sis. But don't don't come over here crying like I got walked today. I'm like, I thought you like, you know, I thought you go for walk. I thought you, you like being walk, walk, walk. Okay, chair, please. Like, that's that is the very that's like that's where the the black phrase. If you like it, I love it came from. Well, really, it's Listen. very, it's all judgmental. But it, baby, if somebody says, if somebody says, if you like it, I love it, they do not love it. If somebody says, you better than me, they're oh, calling you whoa. stupid. Whoa. <laughs> that makes me use a damn fool, basically. The African American urge should be like, child, you better than me. Like, shit. You better than me. Better man that, means, that, that means you dumb as hell. Because I don't even know why. I love how we take something that word wise sounds very positive but i'm like oh it's very it's much not a diss. it's very much a diss to your intelligence <laughs> that, so don't get it twisted and think like oh they said like you better than me that's like that's really it meant she was a damn fool because I'll, I'll be damn i'll be damn it's basically what i'll be damn <laughs> what's uh, your trap song of the week so my trap song uh, this is probably like one of my favorite songs this is actually trapper's digest so what's trapper's the song that we talking I about know. i was i didn't want to cut i'm gonna get into you should have corrected me um Listen, I don't have my glass of wine. I'm vibing right now. I'm chilling, shit. Um, <laughs> so my trappers uh, digest for this week is "Mama" by Kendrick. This uh, specific verse um, that I really have always liked, and just kind of going along with self care, I just kind of wanted to get into it because I think the shit. I'm listening to this song like later anyway. Basically, I know everything. I know everything. Know myself. I know morality, spirit, spirituality, good and bad health. I know mm-hmm. fatality might haunt you. I know everything. I know Compton. I know street shit. I know shit that's conscious. I know everything. I know lawyers, advertising, and sponsors. I know wisdom. I know bad religion. I know good karma. I know everything. I know history. I know the universe works mentally. I know the person mm. bullshit isn't meant for me. I know everything. I know cars, clothes, hoes, and money. I know loyalty. I know respect. I know that's 
those that's ornery, I know everything, the highs, the lows, the groupies, the junkies. I know if I'm generous at heart, I don't need recognition. The way I'm rewarded, well, that's God's decision. I know you good. I know you know that lines for Compton School District, just give it to the kids. Don't gospel how about how it was distributed. Mm. This man don't seen some shit. Okay, he done been through some shit. He's he's done the work, like he know he's taking the time to look at his spiritual health, his physical health, his emotional health, to his relationship health. He's look at everything and he's like, I know what those things are for me. I know what bullshit isn't meant for me. That's right. meant for other people that's not something that they're going home and taking. I, right. think, I know I'm gen- I know if I'm generous at heart, I don't need recognition. I know that if I'm doing what I'm supposed to, and I know that if I'm doing what's fulfilling for me, I don't need this external validation from other people to let me know that. Mm. And I think so much of that has been a big thing and just like my own personal journey. I can say like, oh, I have to know that, I have to know what is um, my level of functioning for myself that may not look like anybody else's. I need to know that, you know, somebody else from the outside may say, oh, you have it together. And I need to be able to say like, no, nah, I'm not where I need to be based off of what I know about myself and not so much what other people may think. Right. So this, like, I listen, like, this is literally, like, one of my favorite um, Kendrick songs, just, like, the I know part, like, I know this, I know, I, you know, I, I just, when he says that, I, I took it as, like, I've learned this, I've done the work for this, like, I, I, so I know myself better than, you know, an outsider, and I think that that's just so important for everybody to really know themselves, because I think that, you know, in some way, shape, or form, we are, we put up, um, you know, there's this expectation or, or there's this image of us out there to other people that may not always be who we are authentically. And so I think mm-hmm. who you are authentically um, and presenting or being that version of yourself, even when nobody else can see it, is kind of how you get to that point of making sure that you um, are engaged in the ongoing self-care that you need to. And just, yeah, Kendrick just... He snapped. Uh, I love K-Dot. That's, I love Kendrick, so... I miss Kendrick, so, Lamar. He... It's, well, I mean, I feel like we don't have like our R and B year, so next year might be, you know, for the, you know, he better give us something for the nine nineties and two thousands. He probably will. I can see that. I hope so, because enough is enough. Damn it, enough is enough. So I mean, since you don't jump to it already, we might as well. What is your trap? Uh uh-uh, uh don't do me. Um, okay, but my trap song of the week. We just did trap out this. My trap song of the week is called Now What. Um, and it's by uh, a girl from Houston. Baby, Houston is, is they punching these rappers out. Okay. Um, it's called Now What? And it's by Libra Jolie. It gives like a very much like battle of the bands, HBCU feel um, with like uh, a bad bitch just rapping about like, now what? Like I'm on top. Y'all thought I couldn't be shit, but like now I'm really here. Like, look at me now. Like, it just screams anthem of like, baby, you the shit. Now listen to these horns, Blair. Why are you talking your shit? That's what it gives. So now what by Libra Jolie? Go and get into it. That is, listen, that sounds lit. Shout out to Houston. I love you. Shout out to Houston. Chad, oh, please. You're a Houston hottie. H-Town. Um, <laughs> so my trap song of the week is a little, little bit of a throwback. So this, I'm going to shout this out my sister. She... Basically, my sister discovered an artist or a CD baby. She was going to play that to the wheels fall off. You was going to know every word, whether you wanted to know it or not. Mm-hmm. Thug Motivation 101 by mm. Young Jeezy is a street classic. It's just baby. everything. My yes. favorite Jeezy song has always been Go Crazy. Like, I love 
when they play the new Jeezy, all the dope boys go crazy. Go crazy. That, I, I live for that song anytime it comes on. I'm emotional. I love the block. I'm so emotional. Cash rules everything around me. So what's real? Like that's that's a song right here, okay? That nigga was talking his shit. That, Come on, G. That, like, Come on, BML. He, he, the snowman did what needed to be done on that song. It just, mm. I hear it. It just made me think of them snowman t-shirts that we couldn't wear in high school because can't ban the snowman. You could tell, you couldn't tell us we wasn't from the street, and you know, they had ISS every time I wore it. Oh, but that, so yeah, it's it's just something about that whole project is just amazing. But go crazy by Young Jeezy. That's definitely my trap song of the week. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Trap Therapy. We hope that you learned some shit from this. Hope that you listened to our Trap Songs of the Week. Um, and yeah, until next time. We will see. We will. We gonna be good. Well, you know it's the holiday season, so we y'all gonna well, see. Well, baby, us. we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, we run the black people time. Yeah, it's CP time over here. Y'all gonna get. You gonna get. You gonna get a message. I don't. We don't know when the message will be delivered. You know, just leave your receiver on. You get the it may not come when you want it, but it's going to be on time. Oh, only do it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'm safe, all right? Bye, y'all.